Hey guys, it's Michael from Inside the 18. Before we get started with today's episode, wanted to remind you all to send in your submissions for our Insider of the Week contest. Each week, we will be featuring one of you on the podcast or social media, so please send in your clips to contact at insidethe18media.com. And remember, in order to be eligible, you must have left a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher with your Insta or Twitter handle. Also, if chosen, we must get your parents' consent before posting. Look, there's so many great insiders doing great things, and we're just excited to share them with the goalkeeper community. Thanks again for all your support. And on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid. With me is ex-MLS goalkeeper Patrick McLean. And because we just finished recording a Champions League wrap-up, we still have LA Galaxy goalkeeper Justin Vomsteeg with us. Uh, Guys, uh, I know we've been going... uh, all day long right here, but I was like, you know what? While we got the cameras here, uh, while we still have some of the crew before they fly off to uh, to Europe. Uh, by the way, that sounded so fancy the way <laughs> I just said that. Like they, like the entire crew is heading off to Europe well, to do some. Well, if you don't know, our crew is pretty big time. Our crew's so, so big time, and every single time I tell people, they go, "Why are they doing this with you? <laughs> like, why? Why is this happening right whatsoever?" <laughs> Uh, it's, it's actually pretty amazing guys. So shout out, uh, to, to all of them. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, put everybody on blast right now, uh, directly on the thing. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that in the future type of a thing, but they are also responsible for this amazing set that we have behind us here. I love this art motif, by the way. I never got to comment about that in a, in our champions league thing. Uh, <laughs> we got, we got that. We got all sorts of. All sorts of uh, designs going on here, and uh, my favorite part is honestly is the inside part right there that's because awesome. uh, yeah, that's really cool. I think that's really cool. I think actually Sheridan actually came up with that whole idea of making it like that. So shout out to Sheridan uh, for that. So actually, we just gave her a shout out right there. So there, there we go. We can give Bob a yes. shout out too. He's yes, right behind please. the camera right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Everyone's like, what podcast? Is on. <laughs> what podcast is this exactly? Is this about goalkeeping? Uh, yes, it is, guys. By the way, thank you everybody who's been rating, reviewing and subscribing we're up to uh who knows when this episode is going to air so uh we're up to fourteen thousand reviews by now uh by the time you're listening to this actually i don't know what we're going to be at too but honestly insiders out there keep rating reviewing and subscribing use your instagram or twitter handle in the review so we know who you are so we can send a nice scarf out to you guys send some screenshots of these reviews uh all over the world some of you guys sometimes some of the countries that you guys are coming from uh we don't get direct uh notice of those so uh if you're in a country that we don't get uh, access to uh of the charts um please send us a screenshot and say hey you know what i'm your number one fan in croatia and i go cool we have one fan in croatia thank you i appreciate that uh, <laughs> i was just thinking i hope that's a lot not like north korea <laughs> <laughs> the way i just said that was like like you know we don't have access to and you're like okay what what countries would like no extradition uh treaties um all right guys uh we're gonna get into this real quick here basically this whole episode we're going to be talking about you know how to stay sharp uh during situations where you might be playing with players that uh, aren't at the same level as uh, where you've been training prior or you're playing against uh for lack of better term lesser competition but before that i want to get to one of these listener questions because i think it's a really important one uh, this one comes from a gkbj2009 which i'm assuming means that the guy's name is bj and he's a 09 um, and he goes, maybe their initials. Yeah, that's true. So BJ, uh, my son's question, 
How do you deal with your emotions on the field when a goal is made on you? If you played keeper as a kid, did parents ever blame you for losing? Uh, parents always blame me for losing because they <laughs> saw me in the goal and they said, can you put a please a real goalkeeper in the goal? That would be nice. So, <laughs> they didn't actually. I was a tiny that. guy. Did uh, they say that to you? No, dude. No. <laughs> okay, oh, uh, you got this, that's, that's what comedy is all about. It's like you take <laughs> a little bit of truth and then you embellish it to the nth degree. I, uh, I, I would have said that to you. Okay. <laughs> I would have figured Justin would have said that to you. Yeah, I figured. I, I could have just seen like a nine-year-old Justin. It's like, dude, it's like put a real goalkeeper in the goal. This isn't fair. Um, let's let's get to this honestly though, guys. Uh, did you guys ever have this situation, Patrick? I know you grew up uh, in that hotbed of Wisconsin, that soccer-savvy hotbed of Wisconsin. Um, did you ever have this situation? There's no sarcasm at all there. No, guys. not at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think sometimes. It's, it's really easy to be sensitive, right? Like, it's really easy to think everybody blames you and, and everybody, you know, because, because there's some sort of ego that's involved when the ball does go in your net. And it's hard, it's hard for you to accept that, uh, at least for me, I shouldn't say everybody is this way, but at least for me, it's really hard to accept that somebody scored on me, that I wasn't able to make a play there, that, that now my team, you know, could be losing because I wasn't able to make a play and that's my whole job. But this is, I, I, would, I would encourage you to try to not be so sensitive to maybe what everybody else is thinking or feeling or even saying because that doesn't really matter. What, matter, what matters more is what you feel about yourself, that you're, if you're doing the right things to help your team and if you're, if you're putting the work in behind the scenes, because ultimately those are the things that are, are going to help your team in the long run, help you in the long run. Like what I'm trying to say is don't get too caught up on what other people's perspective are of you or your, your game or you as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Also, by the way, what club is your kid playing at where parents are blaming the kid for losing? Like, what an awful experience for youth soccer. I mean, yeah, like, honestly, right. you may want to find a different uh, environment if that's the situation. Uh, Justin, wh what about yourself? I know you grew up in actually a soccer-savvy area, uh, which is uh, known as Santa Barbara, California. Everyone there knows soccer, you know, inside and out, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a pretty big soccer town, I'd say. So, no, it's uh, it was a great place to grow up, and uh, – answer the question for me personally like I'm always uh my biggest like self-critic and for me my my battle was always like not getting too down on myself you know I didn't necessarily care as much what other people thought but for me it was always like you know that constant like internal struggle of like oh how did you let this happen you know why did you do this you know and like that kind of like self-loathing in the goal you know it doesn't help with your it doesn't help you I think to a certain extent it does help you improve because you're always being critical of yourself but also it can have it can kind of affect you in a negative way where you start to you know question everything you do so I would just say you know try to take all the emotion out of it I almost just like even if it's not your job treat it as a job like as I'm here I'm gonna keep the ball out no matter what it doesn't matter what happens before or after try to take as much emotion out of the game as possible because that seems to be the strategy for me that works the best because as soon as you start getting like so emotionally invested, like and in getting up and down and up and down, your play it starts to affect your play. And I think the best goalkeepers are extremely level-headed. They could get you like the goalkeepers I always like look up to. They could give up three goals in a row or make three penalty saves in a row, and you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. And that 
that to me is like the highest level of goalkeeping and you guys like uh like Manuel Neuer, I think exhibits that really well for me. I can never, I could turn on a game in the 60th minute and I couldn't tell if he was having the game of his life or the worst game of his career. He plays with the exact same confidence and does the exact, does his job the exact same way. And for me, I think that's that should be every goalkeeper's goal. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm somebody who my emotions get the best of me. I know, big shocker uh, sometimes. <laughs> is, uh, and I, I always recognize any time I start losing that belief in myself, my game gets affected a hundred times because I start second guessing myself. Um, I start uh, going late to balls because I'm hesitating. All those sorts of things start happening. Uh, when I let it go, and I think one of the best advice that I always d tell young goalkeepers is like, if the ball even gets to you, at, at, especially at the youth levels, well then, then there was a breakdown somewhere else on your team for the ball to even get to you. So look at yourself more as like a, a, like, a, like a handicap in golf. Like you're there to assist the team at the last possible resort, basically. You're you know, their last line of defense, really, in, in that regard. And then you're not going to feel so bad because you know, just you can't just look at and then parents out there. You just can't look at the goalkeeper as as the reason. You know, hey, somebody made that mispass. You know, something like that happened, right? Yeah, we always talk about having um, a short memory in goal, and every high level goalkeeper coach will tell you this, and we talk about this all the time. Is you just got to let it go. Like if ball goes in your net, you got to let it go because you you have to make the next play. Unless that's you know a, a game-ending penalty or something like that, you, you're going to be required to make plays after that. And what's going to help you make plays is if you're not caught up on something that happened in the past. So move on. Get in your mind that you're going to make the next play. I know personally that's what I'm always telling myself. No matter what happens, I'm saying if I make a great save, I'm saying make the next play. In my head, I'm saying make the next play. Make, make the next play. And even if the ball goes in, if I make a mistake, make the next play. Just do the next thing right. And that's and that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, I think that's all really good advice. Um, so moving into the topic right here, I think it's actually a really good segue uh, because it's about staying sharp. And I think that's that positive mindset and also, you know, um, being able to give your best effort and and not get so focused on the negative stuff. And when we're, we're talking about basically the topic here is you're in an environment, let's say, let's say you're playing on a club team uh, and now you're going to your high school team, let's say, and let's just say your high school team isn't to the level of your club team. Maybe the players don't have uh, the same resources or, or don't have the same experience level. And uh, now you're trying to say, okay, how do I keep myself at that same level when I was playing with that elite team uh, with a lower level team? Justin, I know, Patrick, I know, um, and me, I'm so old that of course I played high school. Um, we all got some time playing in high school. Uh, what was that experience like kind of going from, you know, playing with a, a bunch of guys who make this like a year round thing to, to let's just say some people who, you know, it's a kind of more of a, a, a hobby. Can I just add one last thing about yeah. that previous yeah. question? Yeah, for sure. I just want to say another great piece of advice that I've learned is don't make judgments about your play during the game. A lot of the times you think, oh, I totally, I totally messed that up. That was totally my fault. I can't tell you how many times I thought, oh, man, that was totally my fault, and then I let it affect my play during the game, and then I watched the tape back after, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> and then you're like, I just watched the last 30 minutes of the game. I'm thinking, oh, no, I messed yeah. that up when I really didn't. Yeah. So that was one other thing. Don't make any judgments about your play during the game. Just keep playing, and then after the game, watch the film, and then that's when you can make assessments. But don't do it during the game. That's, that's huge advice. Yeah. Absolutely. That's 
I, I wish I had come up with that advice. So. <laughs> That's why we have pros here, guys, yeah. so they can they can give you guys the real advice. Um, and as far so as far as this question goes, in terms of uh, keep staying sharp with uh, when you come back to play with your high school team, I would think uh, just focus on yourself and really don't worry about what others are doing because, like, as bad as you want the rest of the players to improve their level, you you know being mean or trying to like bring their level up isn't really going to do anything. If you've been working hard the whole off season and they haven't been doing anything, you're not going to change their habits. You can try to encourage them, but you're not going to change who they are as a person. You're not going to make them a better soccer player all of a sudden. So for me, I would just say focus on yourself and just don't worry about what other people are doing. And then goalkeeping, I think that's a little bit easier because it's almost like your own position. You're kind of in your own world. So don't don't worry about the other players. Just keep that internal focus, and that's that'd be my my biggest takeaway. So Patrick, I know obviously you know you growing up in Wisconsin. You know um, you played with some guys that let's just say you know hadn't played a lot of soccer, and. Um, did you notice, like, what are some of the ha- bad habits that you've seen goalkeepers develop when they're not being challenged? I think, uh, I mean, I think... And I'm not speaking about you because you're <laughs> always challenging yourself. Like, I can, uh, I can tell. Yeah, and I'll actually address that. I, uh, so what I would do in high school when I would come back from playing with my club team in Minnesota, which was probably the highest level team in the area at the time, is I would use that opportunity to, A, work on myself but B, do it in a way where I could bring up the other goalkeepers that are in the program and help them reach a level that actually enforced my training habits and allowed me to get what I needed out of training because they were able to get up to that level. And um, so that's, that's how I dealt with that personally. Um, it's not always, not everybody's in the same situation. I was, I was blessed with a situation where my coach understood that I had, I had a pretty good understanding of the game at, you know, at the age of 17, 16, 17. And he gave me that freedom to kind of coach the other goalkeepers at the same time. Um, did you guys have a goalkeeper coach over your high school? Cause I was going to say about that. I was like, <laughs> how many high schools have a goalkeeper coach yeah. or an assistant coach? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or a coach that knows, no, I'm <laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, so so re- remind me of your question real quick. I was just like, what are the, like, what are some of the bad habits that you've seen like goalkeepers develop? Yeah. So the biggest one is complacency. I mean, and that's the biggest killer of <laughs> across the board. If, if you think you're bigger than whatever situation you're in, it's going to kill any momentum, any chance that you have to give to, whatever situation you're in because you're in that situation for for a reason like it, it's not like you just came upon this it's you're in this situation make the best of it. it it doesn't matter what it is and I'm I'm guilty of this too I'm guilty of fighting my goalkeeper coaches I'm guilty of you know doing things the wrong way which is why I'm able to comment on on how to do them the right way uh, and the biggest thing is is try to keep an open mind, focus on yourself, do the right things that you know are the right things, and and, and let that be the determining factor on on how you progress. Yeah, I think that's that's really good advice. Is that doing doing your thing and focusing on your. I know personally for myself, whenever I felt like I'm bigger than the level that I'm playing at or than the competition that I'm playing at, that's when things start falling apart for me. 
because it's, I, it's almost like a karma type of thing. It's like, oh, you think you're too good for this? Okay, well, we'll show you. And then and the next thing I know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just made that mistake, you know? But those, those things kind of happen. Um, you know, Justin, like what are, like is it a detriment for p- players to play at a lower level than, than they, they should be playing at or they had been playing at? Um, or are there other things that you can focus on when you're playing at a lower level? Like let's say your foot skills sort of a thing. Like is... Um, I think personally you should always try to play at the highest level that you can and challenge yourself because that's really where you're going to see the the best results. I mean, you if you if you can't get to the level for whatever reason, I mean, like Pat said just try to make the best of it, but as as a goalkeeper, I've noticed serious improvements within myself playing at the highest level. The higher the level you go, the more you'll see yourself improve. So, if you have that opportunity to move up and get to expose yourself to a better talent, then I would definitely take that up. So, but what about, let's just say, let's just take like the high school example, because it's a, for those of you guys out there who are listening internationally, our high school system here is a very, very foreign to you guys. Basically, uh, when your club season ends, if you're not playing in the DA, uh, you go and you play for your high school. That's the only team you're allowed to play for during that time period um and, and it's an it's the way it is um so you know you're kind of kind of in that situation um would it be better for these kids to train with a, an elite da club than, than play for their high school like what do you guys think well i think it depends on what your goals are i okay. think everybody's yeah. different and a lot of people you know soccer is just an outlet it's something that they do for fun it's a different experience and i think sports uh have a really pivotal role in society and like development of uh, young people you know there's like in today's age not to get all political or philosophical but I think there's a lot of like coddling of of the this younger generation trying to you know keep them away from competition I think sports is a great way to like be like okay it doesn't matter you know what you look like or where you're from everyone gets to go out there and compete and I think that teaches uh, really important values to young people. So, if your goal is just to go out there and play and have fun, I think you should. I think high school is a, is a great opportunity. If your goal is, oh, I want to, you know, get a Division One scholarship, or I want to, you know, you have like really aggressive soccer goals, then I think uh, moving to the academy and playing there is a much gives you a much better, much better chance to get pursue those goals. So, Patrick, you were talking about, you know, uh, taking a leadership role. You know, when you're in a situ when you're situation like this. Um, and by the way, guys, this could be something sim- something as like you were playing at an elite club, and uh, now you're playing, um, you know, for a smaller college, and maybe the other goalkeepers don't have the same experience level as yourself. So you know, so we're not just talking about you know club to high school. There's are all sorts of different situations where you need to keep yourself sharp. Um, or you're playing against, you know, let's say you're at a powerhouse college, and the competition in your league isn't to the same level as some of the schools that you played in the preseason. You know. Um, so what exactly do you do from a leadership standpoint where you're not stepping on the toes of the coaching staff too? Yeah, that's all situational, really. Um, the situation that I presented with high school was a unique one. Um, I guess, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of it's really situational in the, in, in the sense that certain goalkeeper coaches have, um, are more sensitive than others. And, uh, and maybe won't allow you to influence the training session as much. Um, if you have people that are a little bit more open-minded, I think usually you can create um, a really cool environment if you understand how to do that. And 
I mean, I, I, I want to go back to what Justin said about, uh, about what your goals are, because that's, that's so, that's so important in, in addressing this, because if you don't have specific goals, like, chances are you're, you're not going to land anywhere. <laughs> you know, if you have a specific goal of, okay, my time here is going to be spent here so I can get here. Then you have an understanding of what you need to do each day to reach that level. As opposed to if I'm just going through the motions and I'm getting complacent and I'm, I don't really know why I'm doing this. Like those are, those are situations that are never going to breed success. No, that's a that's a really good point. And and I think another thing too that we were pointing about is like if you if you take bad habits and you're not giving it your best, a lot of times that can lead to injury, right? Like if you're get lazy, have you seen how guys with lazy play and it's also led to injury because you know, they're not as sharp as they used to be. And because of that, you know, their step is off, you know, or they miss time across, that sort of thing. Well, I think a lot of it is like, oh, I'm not playing with the best players. You know, I don't need to warm up. I don't need to stretch. I don't need to take care of my body. And I think that is probably the main contributor to injuries and injuries. But like you said, other stuff like that, like lazy footwork or being like, oh, I'm just going to come out for this cross and not protect my body because these players, are, you know, are no good. And then you end up, you know, doing something. So really nothing nothing good comes out of not putting in 100% effort. And if you're out there and you're not putting in the full effort, you might want to question, you know, why am I even out here in the first place? Yeah, and in regards to – I love the fact that you brought up the warm-up aspect of it because if you're not doing the dynamic movement beforehand and you're not preparing like you're playing against, you know, Manchester City, yeah. you know, then you're not going to be able to give that type of a performance. And – Rather than not, if you're playing against, let's say, players who aren't at the same experience level of yourself or the opposition isn't the same level as, as your team, you're probably going to get hurt because their timing is off because they're not used to the same speed of play as you are. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point. Um, all right, so let's talk about something that, that some people have brought up to me, which is, again, this is a, a unique situation more in the, in the youth soccer landscape. What if you move to a new area, okay? Because your family is from a new area, er- moves to a new area, and simply you're not you're not just going to stay at your club, and you know have a host family take you in uh, to play for your youth club at 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 nine or ten years old. Um, you're going to move to a new area, and let's just say the soccer isn't the same level as it was where you used to play. You know, what are some ad- advice or tips that you would give those kids to keep themselves to strive? Because I, I get this question a lot, and we've gotten this question on the on the show. Do you have to play for a DA? club in order to be able to play professional soccer and we say that that there's there's no rhyme or reason how end up people end up becoming professionals other than they have that professional mindset and clubs will find good players doesn't matter where you're playing clubs will find good players right yeah I mean there's a lot of money at stake in the soccer world so if you can play I always believe that there'll be somewhere for you to go but that being said I think that you really need to to push yourself and find especially now the the soccer environment in in america is getting uh, more and more competitive every year and all these mls clubs are investing lots of money in their academies and i really think that if you want to be able to play at the professional level you should really make an effort to be involved at the highest level of whatever age group you're at yeah going uh, piggybacking off that let your goals dictate your approach if your goals dictate your approach chances are you'll have a better shot at at reaching those goals. If your goal is to play professional and there's a team that's a couple hours away that produces the best players in the area, then 
you need to make an effort to be on that team. If your goal is to have fun, play soccer, whatever it is, then maybe you don't need to stress so much about that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, and I think, I think you know, one thing I want to bring up right there is that, you know, we're, we're talking more about, you know, more of an advanced, you know, older older goalkeeper here. You know, we're not talking about an eight- or nine-year-old making a two-hour drive, you know, to the most elite club in, in the world. We're uh, not, not talking about that, though, either. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay we may have a different I, I opinion. I mean, honestly, like, you, there's no age <laughs> there's no age limit on, what, on, on when you can have these goals. Okay. Like, there's kids in Europe that are signing professional at age 10, 12. Like, I mean, that's that's happening. <laughs> yeah. And I, I also, I don't think people realize, or not people, a lot of people don't realize what type of sacrifices it takes to become a professional soccer player. A lot of times people just turn on TV and they go, oh, wow, that looks cool, that looks fun. They don't understand the amount of sacrifices. Just because it's a cool job and it looks fun doesn't mean those people haven't sacrificed other aspects of their life to get there. I mean, Christian Pulisic, he moved away from his home at 15 years old to a foreign country where he didn't speak the language with his dad. He left it behind, you know, his mom, his, his sister. Like, that is a massive sacrifice because he had a goal in mind that he wanted to achieve. And look what he's been able to do. And it's worked out for him, and it's been great. But at the same time, a lot of people aren't willing to move away from their mom and their sister at 15 years old. And, you know, that's something that credit to him. He's dedicated and he gave it up. But if you want to make it to the professional level, there's going to be sacrifices. I'm sure Pat sacrificed plenty of plenty of uh, other opportunities in his life to become a professional, as, you know, as did I. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say both you guys right here are perfect examples of, of, of sacrifice. And, you know, I, I sacrificed a lot, guys. I did not go out last night because I had to edit this podcast. <laughs> so there's a lot of sacrifice that's going on. I'm drinking this energy beverage because I have to run a training session after this. You know, there's a lot of sacrifice that comes into being a podcast host. Um, no, uh, Patrick, I mean, moved, you know, halfway across the country, you know, from, from central Wisconsin, you know, to, to southern California. I'm sure he didn't mind that 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 little <laughs> journey right there uh i mean justin you'd literally grown up you know in santa barbara you know almost most of your life right yeah. and then and moved you to germany, moved right? to germany yeah, yeah. i yeah for me like and it started kind of uh in high school i i started driving to you know real socal down in a thousand oaks area and that was i mean they built a carpool lane now so it's a little bit faster <laughs> commute but when i was going it was about like you know, an hour and a half down there, an hour back, and that's on school nights, you know, two, three times a week, every weekend, you're driving to San Diego, you know, that's all sorts of, all sorts of miles, and it's, it's, uh, it's a lot, and then when I was in college, I was kind of looking around, and I was like, you know, if I really want to achieve my full potential, I need to, I need to make a change here, and so I was like, I kind of explored my options, and I went to Germany with, you know, no contract, nothing, and spent six months there, and then finally got an opportunity at the last minute when I least expected it, and uh, I, had, you know, I lived there on my own in a studio apartment. I had no, no friends, no family, no language, didn't know anybody. I was 19 years old, and I spent a year there, and, you know, I think that was pivotal in learning how to become a professional, but... You know, a lot of people at 19, all my friends are in college, hanging out with their friends, going to parties and stuff. You know, I'm sitting in an apartment playing soccer, you know, two, three hours every single day with with nobody. And, you know, it was my decision. I loved it. And, you know, I think it's paid off big time. But those are the type of, like, moves you have to make if you really want to compete with, with the best. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that right there, for all the – and I know we've done episodes where we've, we've had guys on who've gone over to Europe to go play, but – 
like Justin just is testing right there. Like for everybody out there who thinks like Europe's a fun time and like, you know, Hey, you know, that's so cool. It's like, this is what I want to go do is it's like, there's all that time off the field too, that you have to recognize as well too. And you know, and that's sacrifice. That's absolute I mean, phenomenal sacrifice right there. By the way, I just, I would love the fact that she said, you said I had no contract. I just would love if you were just like some dude at a hostel, like (laughs) in, in Dusseldorf. And like they're like, hey, he's tall. They're like, hey, can he come to a trial for Dusseldorf? And he's That's like, oh, brutal. he happens to be a goalkeeper. Look at That's that. It's tough out there, man. I mean, it's it's a crazy business. I mean, yeah. when you think everything's going your way, it, then it's not. And then when you think nothing's going your way, then something opens up. So, you know, you gotta stay level-headed and uh, positive and That's. I've for a player at any stage in their career, that, that's a big piece of it is just always thinking, you know, what's next? What's next? Believing in yourself because that sometimes all you got is your belief in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, then no one's going to believe in you. Yeah. Um, Patrick, anything you want to add uh, before we wrap up this episode? Because I think we've all kind of gotten to the, the nitty gritty of this is like challenge yourself at whatever level you're playing at. Aspire for a higher level. But while you're playing, wherever you're playing, whoever you're playing against, hold yourself to an elite level and that's how you're going to have that professional mindset to stay sharp yeah yeah i think um yeah the only thing i i would contribute is i think justin's totally right there's so much sacrifice that i think a lot of people just don't quite understand um you know for justin it was not having a traditional college experience and and taking a chance on something that might not necessarily pan out but when you have that mindset of I'm going to do this until it works and I'm, I know what I want, then you can have a lot better chance at getting the things that you want. If you, if you are willing to sacrifice, I, my favorite quote, and this is not to get too cliche, but this is my yearbook <laughs> quote. My senior year of, of high school was sweat plus sacrifice equals success. And I, you know, I've really tried to live and, follow my career with that in mind that I'm willing to do and give what's necessary to get to the places where I want to go. No, I think that's, I think that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode right here. Sweat plus sacrifice equals success, dude. I think we should get shirts that, that say that and just like have insiders wearing those. Around the the wall back here. Yeah, dude, just put them up on the wall. Yeah. Just start having quotes, dude. Patrick's got some amazing quotes. What's the other one? Iron sharpens iron. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. Iron one sharpens iron. I need to come up with some. Uh, <laughs> I need I need to come up with some fantastic ones. Otherwise, like they're like, well, what 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 role are you serving on the show? Uh, all right, guys. I think that's it. Uh, I'm exhausted. Uh, everyone's got to get to their thing. Uh, Justin's got to start, you know, training at the gym. You know, getting ready for that next season, that sort of thing. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what he's going to do immediately right after here. You know, uh, Patrick. You know, he's he's as you can tell, he's still ridiculously fit. Like this guy at any time, any major league soccer team who, uh, who makes a phone call right now, who knows, you know, you might need, need to get on a plane right now. Um, yeah, to be fair, I haven't officially retired. There so. you go. <laughs> there you go. There's, and there's a bunch of new, new clubs Never coming know. into yeah, the league, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, remember guys, contact at inside the 18 media.com. Uh, if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion, uh, you can always reach out, uh, out to us over there. Uh, Patrick as well too, but he's got his personal handle, which I always forget. It's Patrick McLean 24. Yeah, I got it at Patrick McLean 24 Get some. and uh, at J Vom Stieg. Yep. Boom. At J Vom Stieg on that's all social medias. All right, guys, that's all the time. We're out later. Yeah. Yeah.